Hello and welcome to the Be Inspired to Be podcast. My name is Belinda O'Neill and I am your host. This series of podcasts is titled Inspiring Stories and I have been very fortunate to be joined by really inspirational people. I do hope that you take away as much inspiration from their stories as I have through interviewing them. Hello and welcome to the Be Inspired to Be Inspiring Stories podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to be joined today by Fergal McCormick, a leading figure in the field of professional accounting and a past president of Chartered Accountants Ireland. Fergal has achieved so, so much uh, over his, his long established journey and I'm very fortunate to know him for over two decades now with wonderful memories from attending an array of events that he has hosted. Thank you so, so much, Fergal, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to hearing your inspiring story. So we'll start off. You're a phenomenal and inspirational leader, Fergal. So tell me, who and what inspires you? Well, I'd say, Belinda, first of all, I'm very honoured and delighted to be here and uh, a bit embarrassed by your introduction, don't recognise it, but, <laughs> but, but, but who and what inspires me? Well, who, I, I think it's a stable you come out of, first of all, and uh, I was very fortunate to grow up in a very happy family environment where my parents were always encouraging you to just to be yourself and to be the best you could be. Uh, I was then um, fortunate to marry my wife, Anne, and I suppose to be upfront about it. Anne has uh, been at my side and really... Uh, has been tremendous for me in most things I've done. Uh, she has been uh, pivotal in, in, in helping me achieve those. In terms of uh, the, 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 the what, what inspires <laughs> me, I think it's fair to say that uh, I've always been motivated by trying to make a, a positive uh, contribution, perhaps even make a difference uh, to society, and in that, trying to empower people to be the best they can be. Fabulous, fabulous, and you do that in abundance, Fergal, in abundance. And, you know, you've gone on to create a multi-award winning business that operates across the island of Ireland. How did you achieve this magnificent, magnificent success? Well, it's fair to say my life has been a, a journey of uh, learning and indeed <laughs> leadership experiences. But uh, I, I've always had the core values that, that's central to any business, central to life, is people and relationships. And indeed, uh, to be upfront about it, uh, the very first business engagement of any note I had was over 30 years ago. I was asked to be, believe it or not, the keynote speaker, my first ever, <laughs> uh, at the uh, the Chartered Accountants Ireland um, student conference. It was in the Steve Donner Hotel. And uh, they said, oh, pick your own topic. So I picked the topic. I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. And wow. uh, I got a few phone calls that week to ask me, <laughs> are we sure this right for an accountancy conference? Well, I'm sure it was right, and I'm more sure now than ever that that is what life and indeed uh, business is all about. Uh, and certainly I think that, you know, you have to, uh, whatever I've achieved, I've achieved nothing without the people around me. And uh, it is all about teamwork. It's all about uh, getting people into core cultures and, and from those core cultures uh, building something that there is a need for and there's a demand for and there's value added from that. So in terms of, of, of building the team, I think it's fair to say my first... Um, Believe it or not, my, my first uh, employee in terms of accounting was Paddy Hardy. Yes. Who's still, obviously, Indeed. over 30, 30 years key to building the practice. And believe it or not, uh, just yesterday, uh, Kate Hillen. We celebrated 30 years of Kate Hillen, who was my first wow. secretary. So, uh, yeah, yeah. look, there's been a longevity there. I think the fact is that uh, we've always recognised um, 
that none of us are as smart as all of us, that you need people around you, you need people who bring complementary skills, uh, that staff really are either your ambassadors or your assassins. So in 30 years, we haven't had a brochure. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've never bought a plumber on the basis of a, of a brochure or anything. Personally, brochures never <laughs> never encouraged me to buy. Um, I think it's also uh, fair to say that um, I think in today's environment, you know, you're, you're trying to work smarter uh, to achieve uh, sustainability. And in that context, yes, we're all motivated by creating a, a better normal, but not at the expense uh, of this or indeed future generations. So we have to always be conscious uh, of the evolving world we're, we're operating in. So uh, I've been fortunate, fortunate with clients, and I think fortunate of agility. We, we've always been, been, you know, we've always held the, held the motto, uh, the motto that um, our current circumstances don't determine where we go. They merely determine where we start. And therefore, if you have people, because that's what it's all about, talent. If you have talent, then whenever the situation that arises, whether it be Brexit, whether it be COVID, whether it be a, a new opportunity, if you have the talent, then you can make it happen. You know, And uh, that has been our motto, believe it or not, go after talent. And uh, we try to attract the best, retain them, and then develop them. And we think it's a win-win when they're with us. Hopefully they add value. And hopefully when they leave us, they leave us a better person uh, than they arrived. And, and that, it's as simple as that. That's the, that's the model. We, uh, people say, and I've heard of saying, oh, uh, they're big into PR. The truth is, actually, we put our employee brand above our business yeah. brand. Yeah. And we've done that for years because we believe that if we get the right people, the business will flow course it will and oh, a fantastic context within there and some magnificent quotes Fergal um, you know in terms of, of how you operate uh, your culture and your business and your team and it's just fantastic to hear it um, and I suppose you know you're a very busy man um, you're involved in so much um, both within the practice but obviously um, across business and community initiatives as well so as well as leading, you know, the, the overall high-performing company that you do, and you do magnificently well, how do you actually achieve work-life balance? Well, I'm all on for work-life balance, uh, but I think at times that can be an abused concept, Bess. Eh? Um, I think, number one, you have to look after yourself before mm-hmm. you look after anyone else. It's, it's, it's like the, the safety uh, plan, uh, safety uh, advice on the airplane, put your own oxygen mask on Absolutely. first. And uh, in that context... Obviously, uh, in my view, life starts with family. Uh, however, I've never held the view that you can turn off the clock on or off at five o'clock. I think both must be interwoven. Uh, I, uh, I would hope my family ha- have not missed out on anything because of my work. Um, I love my family and I enjoy my work. But within that context, I don't think I've ever m- have a son, two children, uh, one 21, one 20... Uh, 27, who has severe autism, but um, uh, basically, uh, I don't think I've, I've maybe missed it two matches in my son's, and I'm, I mean, oh. even, you know, challenge games. So yeah. uh, I, I just don't see them as different. I, if I have something to go, I say to my staff, colleagues, everything else, you know, if you have something to go to, whether it be a, a, a child's, you know, school, school play day or, or, or you know whatever just go and do it but I mean that doesn't say you don't do your work yes. you do your work uh, around that type of situation so I, you know, I've always held the view uh, that work life balance must be interwoven yeah. and I think that if you love both 
uh, uh, and then prep priorities. I, I have to get my priorities right there. Lo- love family and enjoy work. <laughs> but if you, if, you, if you love both, uh, uh, I, I've never seen them interfere. And, and yeah. honest, it's, it's actually something that frustrates me when I hear people talk about it because I think uh, I think that really tells me I'm somebody trying to create boxes. Yes. And I, I, I don't think life is a box. I agree. Yeah. And I suppose, you know, it's back to that saying that, you know, if you love the job and you love the work that you do, you don't feel that you're actually working. And I love that concept that you're saying about the two of them totally interwoven um, and the two of them flex with each other, you know. Perhaps I've been fortunate being self-employed for so long. But but having said that, you know, my severely autistic son, and he's probably nearly off the autism spectrum, if the truth was told, you know, uh, I, I, I don't think I've hardly missed an appointment. Okay. You know, uh, and that at times would have been quite significant yes. uh, commitments. But uh, I, I, I never felt they missed out on work either. Yeah. But I always, now maybe again, my job lends itself to that. To be honest with you, I don't need to be in the office. So I could be, you know, like if you're equally saying to me, uh, and I have to be honest, uh, do you work at Saturdays and Sundays? The truth is, I, I don't remember when I haven't. Uh, but it, it hasn't gotten the way of my family. It, yes. uh, you know, it, it works around it, but I'm yes. simply saying to you, it's interwoven. Yeah. Love that, love that concept. And, you know, Fergal, um, some of our listeners may or may not know, but you hold two honorary doctorates to your name um, from two of Northern Ireland's leading universities. How does that make you feel? Well, to be honest with you, humble. Uh, these things uh, I appreciate um, are, are, it's nearly almost unique uh, to have one from each university. Uh, you, you don't go looking for them. <laughs> and uh, when they come, you acknowledge them. Um, uh, I have never used the title uh, doctor. I don't plan to use it. Um, however, uh, that is not in any way uh, any disrespect to either uh, establishment. Actually, I'm greatly honoured to have been uh, awarded honorary doctorates. Um, Queen's was my alma mater, to be honest with you. I have very happy memories from Queen's. Mm. Uh, and I suppose it, it probably reflects uh, the, the fact that they were both given uh, for contribution to economic development and to community across the island and that reflects my life which which has always been to say that you I enjoy putting something back into community and uh, wasn't it St Francis who said that the door to happiness opens outwards yes I think it's in giving we receive absolutely yeah so Tony Robbins I think he said uh, the secret of living is given so yeah. um, and you do that in, in abundance um, Fergal which is just just magnificent um, and on a personal side of things then you're also very very passionate about sport in particular, Gaelic football. So where did that passion begin? Well, I, by coincidence, I think there's a lot of parallels between sport and, and business, by the way. But getting specific to your question, um, uh, I, came in, I came from a family which were very steeped uh, in Gaelic football and GA. My father, I think, perhaps was the first down man to be, did, not the first down man to play for Ulster, but the first down man, I think, to be selected on the panel. He was a sub captain down senior team for many, many years. Uh, my mother, uh, Moya, Moya McCormick, her maiden name, Moya McElnutty, was steeped in GA tradition all her life. Um, yeah, she died whenever she was 88. I always said at the end she was into scoring various things, but I always said at the end, let the woman go. <laughs> if she dies at score, she'll die a happy woman. So so she didn't, by the way. But uh, but the point oh. I'm making is that uh, you know, any, anything I've done in the G has been labour love. But looking back in hindsight, it has been a phenomenal contributory factor perhaps to my any success I've had in business. For example, you know, you know, at, at 16 I was fortunate um, to uh, to chair. I think it was secretary first, but chair of the Down Youth Board. And what that really meant was at that time, I was chairing a committee 
which a lot of the people on it were older than me. And at a later stage, when I actually went to uh, IDB, and at that stage I was, um, they still say, I think it was down to my weight, but I, I, <laughs> I, I think I'm re- supposedly the youngest ever, what they call principal officer in the Northern Ireland wow. Civil Service. But at that stage, all my advocates were actually older, all my sub- subordinates were older than myself. And believe it or not, I, I didn't realise the time, but I'm very conscious now that I believe my experience in sport administration prepared me very well for that and similarly I think sport is a great way to interact with the community in any sport whatever that sport is and it doesn't need to be sport it could equally be charities but uh, you know I'm advising people the one thing I'd say is corporate social responsibility get out there build your confidence in what you like and then you translate that in many other forms of life but you know in in terms of sport and and GA you know know, my club I was very active in at a very young age still am Uh, my county I was fortunate but even not when I went to university I, I was secretary of Queen's in, in what was called 1982, a very famous year at Queen's actually where they, where they won the Sickers and have not won a match for 10 or 12 years. And believe it or not, the following uh, 1983, I, I became uh, chairman of the GE Universities Council of Ireland, which ironically, uh, sorry, 1984, was the centenary of the GA. And in that year, I was selected to be the youth representative. There was 100 people selected to represent the G over its previous hundred years and I was the youth representative and again that, that brought me many happy memories from that I've moved on and I, I, I've been fortunate and this is where the GA is actually a great organisation like every other organisation it has its strengths and weaknesses yeah. but in the round is a great organisation I was fortunate to, to, to then be actively involved nationally I, I, uh, I sat on GA management at Croke Park actually I've just stepped down a year ago, chairman of the GA Audit and Risk Committee for six years. And believe it or not, you'd be amazed the experience that brings you. You know, you, you, you think of maybe a game on the field or you think of a concert, but just think of all of a sudden the, the National GA Audit and Risk Committee. Think of all the stadiums. Think of all the <laughs> child protection issues. Think of yeah. all the... You'd be quite surprised mm, the, 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 what, what, <coughs> what, what, what experience you gain mm-hmm. from observing the issues that arise that probably you never see yeah. because hopefully most of them have been mitigated. <laughs> but but actually, uh, it's a very a very strong learning curve, but a great way to get to know people. Brilliant, brilliant. And you've, you've maintained that right through your, your entire journey. Well, I, love, I love sport. One of my highlights in life was that I was watching the Masters last night, yeah. my 50th birthday, believe it or not. My wife and son, we, we went to the Masters. That's uh, Unfortunately, now over 11 years ago, <laughs> I'd say. But, uh, but, uh, You're giving uh, away your age you now, Fer. I know, but, uh, you know, <laughs> If I'm being honest, uh, other than the, the visit to Santa and Iceland one time, I think they were probably my two highlight Aww. holidays. But uh, I mean, it was a fantastic experience. And again, yeah. you know, all sport, you yeah. know, all sport is a lovely environment in which to to network and indeed get the knocks, the, the hard knocks <laughs> and, the, and the and the good knocks. Yeah, very good, very good. Fargal, you know, we've talked a lot about your involvement in the business um, and community initiatives, and indeed uh, the GA as well, but. You know, tell me a wee bit more about that community involvement because you are involved in so much um, within the local area and beyond. So tell me a wee bit more about that. Well, again, Belinda, I think it's all about you know integrating in your local community. And I, I've been very fortunate, for example, as you would know, the, the Nui Christmas uh, charity lunch. Yeah. I, I inaugurated that uh, some time event. back along with people around me and together working as a team. You know, certainly in the 15 years I was involved, we raised over a million pounds for local children's charities. Wow. Uh, I've also enjoyed being involved, obviously, in a number of community projects. I, I was honoured to be asked to chair the... Uh, the Daisy Hill Church project at the time, the hospital project. We completed that, I think, within uh, 12 weeks. 
Um, and uh, certainly in, in my own church, St. Peter's Church in Warren Point, we had the, the Save, Save Our St. Peter's campaign at the height of the economic recession. And again, we were very fortunate to, to raise over a million pounds there. Wow. Uh, in a period of uh, a scheme we brought in, we actually did over 12 weeks again. Now, it subsequently paid over four years. And thankfully, that particular project, I think it's not the money, by the way. Yeah. It's the spirit. It's the teamwork. Yeah. It's, the, it's the motivation of people feeling they have something to contribute. And this certainly was not money driven and uh, again you know that project was completed on time ahead of schedule far exceeded expectations i've always enjoyed my involvement in special olympics uh, special olympics ireland i've been a patron i'm sure there for 10 15 20 years but again it's uh, i love it just it, it, it gives me great inspiration and yeah. prefer life and i suppose in terms of broader education uh, i've always been proactive whether it be uh, yeah, at the community level in clan Ryan employment and training services many years ago um whether it be in actually both universities believe it or not for whatever reason uh, i i been a professor in Ulster University Business School for a visiting professor for many years. I'm, I'm involved, obviously, was in their advisory um, committee for many for quite some time. I'm now currently um, uh, on the advisory committee of the Queen's University International Management School, and I'm just about uh, uh, to become active in, in the Senate at Queen's University. Wow. So uh, I think all these things are are, are 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 important, but again, they're important for life's experiences. And I would encourage anyone, particularly young people. Whatever you think you'd like to make a contribution to, go out and do corporate social programs because that translates itself yeah. into life's experiences, which will bring you many places and to not only places, but to many new opportunities that may well excite your career and indeed your family opportunities. Fabulous, fabulous, Fergal, fabulous advice. And, you know, Fergal, with all of the experience you've had throughout your illustrious career and life journey, um, if you could go back and advise your younger self with all of the knowledge and all of the experiences you know I have, um, what would you say? Well, I, I'd say something I think I maybe said earlier in the interview, but I'd say it even more and more that our current circumstances don't determine where we go, they merely determine where we start. If you think about it, like Barack and Michelle Obama, very humble start in life, became probably mm. the most powerful family in the world at one time. So in that whole context, uh, keep your eyes open to opportunities. And, you know, uh, I had an old boss, uh, still living, Dr. Ben Wilson. He was the managing partner at KPMG at the time, a bit of a character. And, you know, he wasn't a normal accountant, but I, I, I never forgot one comment he made to me. And actually, as I've gone through life, I've spotted it. He said to me, young man, he said, you'll probably get three opportunities in life. And he said, you could miss them very quick. Don't be afraid to open the shoulders take their take your opportunities when they come uh, I think then positivity very very important uh, I, uh, I I would always discourage negativity and have the guts to stand up yeah. whether that be in school whether that be in sport whether that be in work I will always admire somebody who gets off their feet and says look we're not looking back in anger achieves nothing uh, more importantly we are where we are what are we going to do positively? Mm -hmm. And I am regularly, even the last couple of weeks, have can have actually adjourned meetings. Not actually work meetings, maybe not someone, maybe sport <laughs> meetings. Have adjourned <laughs> meetings for 10 minutes to say yeah. to people, you know, uh, there's one sure thing, we can always improve, mm -hmm. but there's no negativity allowed in this room because it doesn't improve. So so that's another very Powerful. significant uh, lesson I think I, I, I would give. I also think um, uh, uh, my father, advice he gave me one time and... Uh, uh, Treat everyone 
as you'd like to be treated yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing in doing that you don't realise at the time how important that can be. Uh, you don't realise the small things. I remember, you know, wherever I worked in IDB, uh, because of that advice, no matter who I spoke to, I treated them the same. And that was starting really off my career. And uh, in hindsight, that created opportunities for me. It was amazing when at different times in life, somebody who I didn't even realise at the time, that I treated them with respect. Yeah. At a later stage, I benefited from them treating me with respect. So uh, th- that's another thing I'd say, treat everybody. I think you must love what you do. And uh, to be upfront about it, uh, be authentic, be yourself, mm-hmm. you know, be yourself. So uh, <laughs> what, what I would really be saying to people is, uh, and to, to myself going back, I think to be fair and being honest, I don't think I'd change anything I've done, so I have to be careful here. I think this has been my core values, but, but uh, be authentic, um, uh, be passionate, uh, whatever you do, do to the best of your ability, no matter what it is, yeah. whether it be in work, whether it be in a corporate social responsibility, whether it be in a sport, it's so much more enjoyable if you give it your best. Yeah. Because even if it turns out to be a disaster, if you couldn't have done any better, so yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah. So I, I believe <laughs> that the mirror is the best tool for life. And most of us have a mirror at home. If any of us can look in the mirror tonight and say, we gave it the best today, we sleep well. And yeah. certainly in my experience, I've never lost a second sleep over work. Fabulous. Fabulous. Now, I've made thousands of mistakes, by the <laughs> way, and I'm still making them. But, but the point <coughs> is, I can honestly say at any moment in time, I gave it my best. And uh, obviously tied into that has to be resilience. And, you know, we learn more from our mistakes. And the reality is that <laughs> there's no road that's easy to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if it's easy, it's probably a problem. Because within the time the bump comes, you may psychologically not be prepared for it. So I, I think that take the opportunities, be positive, and you know, love what you do. The world is an opportunity. And remember, yes, we can't control what happens around us, but we do control our response. And it's actually our response that will be judged by. Even if you look at the Ukraine war, you, you look at that in any context, it's your response. You, you can't control what happens around you quite often but you can control. And the final piece of advice I'd say, which is very important, and it's not what you do, it's what you make happen. So influence is infinite. And certainly as you go through an organisation, I think one of the things you do observe now again, you have somebody who was a very good, what I would call, um, uh, very good at a particular level or skill. If I take a teacher, for example, just an example, a very good teacher, but when they moved up to leadership or management responsibility, they still wanted to teach. And what they didn't appreciate was that actually the inputs of a leader is not that was important, it's the outputs of their team. So therefore, it's the ability to influence. It's the ability to influence and empower others, which ultimately will determine your success and ultimately actually will differentiate you from most other people. Because actually, the the things most people do aren't difficult. But it is how they influence other people, how they motivate other people, how they inspire other people, how they themselves unknowingly all of a sudden create an environment which is enthusiasm, which is a, a, an innovation culture, which is a culture to say, you know, um, you know, mistakes must be allowed yeah. in a mature society because we're not going to get there if we don't try something. <laughs> but, but always recognising 
that the broader culture is we want to make a positive difference. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And I think probably one other thing, you know, and I think that you bring to any room that you enter is energy. Um, and that's really, really important. Well, I wouldn't necessarily claim that, but what I would say is people either give you energy or take it away. <laughs> well, that's true. And uh, in my experience, that's hard to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if people are taking away energy the first week they're with you, I have never seen anybody yet to change. So to be upfront about it, that's one uh, That's one I have learned over the years. Yeah. Um, uh, was I'm not the most patient person. <laughs> I probably actually was weak in that I allowed maybe people who weren't necessarily pulling their weight in our environment to stay a little bit too long. Uh, that actually is very demotivational on, 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 on our peers, which I didn't maybe int- appreciate at the time. So I have yeah. to say now... Um, I'm sure it's not in any HR book, but you know, I, I, we, we operate a system of, <laughs> and we we call it the, uh, the 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 three knockouts: knockout one for four weeks, knockout two eight weeks, and knockout three you're normally gone. And we've never sacked anyway. So by realistic, yeah. people get the message: it's time yeah. to move on. Now they may well make a very significant contribution, far more than they ever could with us elsewhere. Yes, but they're not consistent with our culture. Okay. So it's important, I think, that you're honest with people, yeah. and uh, if somebody's taking away your energy. Life's too short. Yeah. You have to move on. Brilliant advice, Fergal, as always. And, you know, <clears throat> again, as you reflect back on the journey, um, like you've achieved so, so much, Fergal, so, so much. Um, I think there's a book in there, maybe. Um, but what's next for you, Fergal? Well, what's next, you know, one of the people I've always admired is, is the, the sports commentator, Mihal Murhertik. And I, I, I always admired him because he, he stayed young. And two other people that I admire, and I'm raising this in the context of your question, I think it's important because you look at anecdotes and people that actually, you know, the likes of Martin Nocton in terms, Dr. Martin Nocton in terms of business was a great person I've always looked up to, and Mother Threes in terms of life experiences. Neither, none of those three people have really ever looked at age. Those three people have, have simply said, you know, can I continue to make an impact? Can I con- So certainly from my point of view, um, I don't know what the future holds, but what I do know is that whatever it holds, I will always be trying uh, to make a positive difference and I'll always be trying to inc- to enjoy and to enjoy that in the environment of my family and friends and indeed uh, the community in which I love to live in. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic, Fergal. Um, you know this is my new podcast. This is a, a new venture for me and Honestly, I have taken so, so much from our chat today and I have no doubt that listeners um, will gain so much value from it as well. Fergal, thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat to me um, and I wish you continued success. Thank you, Belinda. And I must say we were delighted to launch your book as our as our first book club <laughs> in the office. And uh, I think Be Inspired to Be is a great idea in terms of a podcast as well. And it, it was my honour to join you today uh, for a chat. I'm wishing you continued success in everything you do. I have no doubt you'll continue to make a very positive impact on those fortunate to meet you in life. Thank you so much, Fergal. I really appreciate it. Very kind. Thank you. Thanks, Belinda. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Be Inspired to Be Inspiring Stories podcast. I do hope that you've enjoyed the episode. Please feel free to subscribe to my podcast to be notified when the next episode is aired. You can follow me across all of the social media platforms. Just search for Be Inspired to Be. Or indeed, you can visit my website, www.beinspiredtobe.com.